The Money Show. Business Books. To Ian Mann we go. Ian Mann is the Managing Director at Gateway's Business Consultants. He's also a regular reviewer of books on The Money Show. And it's amazing when you communicate with somebody like Ian Mann, who is an exceptionally clear thinker, someone who's not only thought through issues that the rest of the world's not yet woken up to, but someone who can communicate those ideas with absolute clarity. And I was having this conversation with somebody this morning as to how often you can have a brilliant person who can write a, I don't know, a magnificent academic dissertation, a corporate report, But then you say to them, let's see you express your idea in front of an audience of two, five, ten, a hundred, or whatever the case is, and they simply come across as somebody who has not thought about it. So there are two levels to this. One is the clarity of thought that allows you to generate brilliant ideas, and the other one is being able to communicate those brilliant ideas in a way that you bring people along with you, and that's the essence of leadership, of course. As I mentioned, Ian Mann, the MD of Gateway's Business Consultants, long-time book reviewer on The Money Show. Shane Parrish, who is Shane Parrish, and why has Shane Parrish latched onto this idea of thinking with, with clarity, or clarity with thought? Well, his background is in one of those three-letter acronym companies or state organizations in America. I didn't mention which one and where their thinking was very important with the CIA or the FBI. As a result of which he got very excited about clear thinking. This, there must be, there must be 70,000 books on decision making and thinking. This is one of the best I'd like to share with you exactly why I'm so impressed with it. The first thing is this. Most most books on decision-making look at big issues. You're going to marry. You're going to change your job. You're going to change your – you're going to make a major investment. And and you, you can use wonderful tools, whether it's decision trees or, or other ways of factoring things out and working out what you should do. The reality is that those, those are very rare decisions. And those decisions, to a large degree, don't necessarily make our lives perfect. Let me give you a crude example. I think you'll see where it goes to. You make a decision to marry somebody whom you like very much because they're kind, they're thoughtful, they're intelligent, they're funny, they're all sorts of wonderful things. You you come home and now you should have a wonderful life because everything's perfect. You come home on Friday afternoon, you're completely wrecked, you had an awful week, and and the, your partner says to you, you know that you're half an hour late? And you, because of your state of mind, you say, I am half an hour late, so that you can get, a, you can have a job that ends at 4.30 every afternoon, whilst I work nine hours a day at the office and two hours every night. And of course, you've just trashed your weekend. The fact is that we, we, we have important moments and we have ordinary moments. But it's the ordinary moments that make the biggest differences to our lives. And it's in the ordinary moments that we need to be clear thinking and we aren't. And the reason why we're not clear thinking, and that's what the real problem is, because we don't have an inner voice that says, stop, this is an important situation, think. Nothing like that happens. Our brain gets hijacked by our biological instincts. And what what um, what Shane Parrish does so beautifully is identified four defaults, um, defaults which are biologically hardwired into us. We're not going to take these things out. All we can do is work out how to deal with them. I first like to share with you what the four, four defaults are, and I think that you'll agree that they're there. Sure. First one is, is a social default. The social default is we tend to conform to the norms of our larger social group. Why? Because for the last 
10,000 years we've been programmed to belong to the crowd. We, we fear being outside. We've always feared being outsiders. We fear being scorned. We fear being disappointed. We fear being kicked out of the tribe because survival was only, was only based on, on being part of the tribe. Individual interests didn't matter that much. We have this default of, of the social default. But Professor George, um, Robert George, who teaches law at, at Princeton, came up with a very, very interesting situation. He said he always asks his students in his class, if you were living in the South during the time of slavery, would you have been a slave owner or would you have been a brave abolitionist? He says, everybody in the class says, I would have been a brave abolitionist. Now, he says, most likely, most likely, all the people sitting in his class would have been slave owners or slave supporters in exactly the same as everybody else at that time. Into default to what, what the society around us strongly tells us to do. The second, the second default, the four defaults, the second default is a default towards inertia. We have to, inertia is what keeps things going, what keeps habits forming. And we tend to resist change and, and, and prefer ideas that are processed already and now familiar. The greatest enemy of any attempt to change people's habits is inertia. There, there's probably the, the one, lots of examples, but here's one. In 1910, Anna, Alice Hamilton, she was a leading industrial toxology, toxiologist, proved that there was a danger of being exposed, exposed to lead. In the workplace, in the car, in, you are all around us, we were, lead was dangerous and was clearly dangerous. It took from 1910 till 1980 for the US finally to ban it. It seemed that we, it seems that we, we, we stick with inertia in all sorts of ways. That's one of the reasons why one of the defaults we have to respond to things when, when, which are different to what we want by, by opposing them and trying to, trying to cover them up or accept them or whatever. Another default, a social default, inertia default, we also have an ego default. In ego defaults, we tend to react to anything that threatens our sense of self-worth. Anytime that we find ourselves in a position and where our position in the hierarchy is being, is being offended, we, we feel that we are not being seen as important. Any, we, and, and where, where, which, where the confidence that we think we should have is undermined. In any of those situations, our ego will respond inappropriately. The fact is that when, when, when we feel underappreciated, whether it's at work, we might feel underappreciated, so we're going, we're going to buy from a competitor. Um, in, in, in a, in a, in a social relationship, you might find, you might flirt to the party just to, because you don't feel appreciated. You're at work, you don't put in 100%. The ego default makes us respond without even thinking what we're doing. The last of the, of the, of the defaults is an emotional default. The fact is that when we are emotional, um, emotions can multiply all the progress that we've made zero. Um, when we're emotional, the, it makes the best of us into idiots. And there's a number of states that, that, that when we're in, we are most vulnerable to this. One is when you're sleep deprived, when you're hungry, when you're fatigued, when you're feeling stressed or rushed. Any of these situations, we will always make the wrong decisions. Then you are most vulnerable because of that. That's why when, when you've got to, you get these ads that say, buy today, or they 
They're forcing you to make a decision quickly. People make the wrong decisions when they make them quickly. Time gives you, um, when you have a break, a pause, between when, when you're faced with having to make a decision and you actually make it, in that pause, if you could step back for just a couple of seconds and just block it, you'd be able to, you'd be able to achieve a lot. Now you're going to default to all these things because, because you're a normal human being and you can't stop these defaults that you've been built into forever. The best you can possibly do is work out where you, de- where, where you default to. The, the uh, Professor Kahneman says that whenever he gets used to take calls, people say, can you come and give us a talk? His first response is yes. And then his next response is, oh, no, what did I do now? He says he's now built into, into his life guardrails. And guardrails are he never, ever accepts any, any invitation that isn't sent to him in writing because then he has time to think about. We need to put in default into our life to stop it. And responding emotionally, because and use, with defaults, we need that pause, that one second, two seconds, where we can stand back and, and see things. I think that the parts of this book, um, aside from identifying why that happened, they, they are plenty of, of guardrails, as we call them, that we can set up in our lives yeah. to prevent these things from happening. We think that we're rational. We think that we make rational choices, but we, it's probably the most irrational thought that we can possibly have, Ian, man. We, we think that we're, we're better than we are when it comes to making decisions. That idea of making decisions is it's better in the morning than in the afternoon. It's better when your blood sugar is stable. It's better when you've had a good night's sleep. All of these things are fairly logical when it comes to the process of decision making. And it does suggest that, you know, some people have better brain power, better cognitive ability than others. But generally, it suggests that we can learn the guardrails or learn the tricks to help us make better choices. That's exactly it. And I think it is, as you say, it is tricks. Just to be careful that we don't make decisions when we're tired. We don't make decisions early in the morning. We don't make decisions at the time you say, it's not being rude. It's just getting the habit of saying, please call me back or I'll consult my diary and I'll get back to you. Whatever it is that's your, where you tend to default and always afterwards say, oh, I shouldn't have done that. If we can control that, that, if we can give ourselves that pause, the quality of your work, be so much better. All of your life be so much better. You're biologically hardwired to react to these defaults. You have to. You can't get rid of the, the defaults. But what you can do is you can find other ways of getting around them. Ian Mann, the managing director at Gateways Business Consultants, business book reviewer par excellence on The Money Show on a Monday evening. Thank you, Ian Mann. The book this evening um, is by Shane Parrish, and it is all about better decision making.